Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome everyone and happy Sunday. So we're going to be using a book that we've never used before of Michael Tamura's called You Are the Answer this month. And the promise is an interesting one. In fact, let me read you sort of the promise of the book out of the introduction and see if you aren't intrigued also. This book is about your soul purpose. At first, when you ask about the nature of your soul, you will uncover more questions rather than answers. Who am I? Where am I from? Where am I going? What am I here to do? Yet, if you are willing to explore and discover what lies hidden within your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body, you will be treated to treasures beyond imagining. I pray that this book serves you as a guide on this extraordinary journey of spiritual healing and growth. So this month we're going to tackle this idea of what purpose are we here for? Why, why, why incarnated here on this earth at this time? What is it for us to do? What is it for us to be? Uh, and I think where I do need to start, though, is this idea of the soul. I think most of the world's religions have some kind of a concept of soul, but I wanted to put it in context of this book and also a little bit in terms of what we believe here in the science of mind as well. The book, the author is firmly a reincarnationist, uh, really believing that we have multiple goes here on the planet. And, uh, and I don't know that I necessarily buy into that in science of mind. Ernest Holmes, the founder, famously said that he didn't think that necessarily we'd be reincarnated in another body, but that there would be something even grander yet to come, perhaps some some measure of intelligence and, and personality that didn't even need a body or, or wouldn't necessarily take a human form. But I think either way, this idea of soul works. So what is the soul? It's that which is uniquely you, no matter what the current form is. So if we buy into the idea that, that when you were born, there was something that came before, and that when you pass on from this human existence, there's something yet to come after that, the idea of the soul would encompass all of that. And so when we talk about a soul's purpose, I think it's interesting because it doesn't even necessarily mean human doings and beings, right? It perhaps spans something larger than any one lifetime, certainly any one human experience. And so, of course, he's right when he says this brings up more questions than it does answers, right? How can I possibly imagine what I was before I was born. What can I possibly imagine will come next? Well, of course, we do have good imaginations, right? There's a good deal of creativity in us. And so some people believe, you know, we're here as a kind of a soul's contract to learn and to do. Other people believe that whatever comes next has a specific form, whether it's a, a picture of the afterlife or another life. Uh, so we can use our imaginations. But I think... I think more importantly, and where we're headed this particular month, is the idea of how do we participate? Not, not necessarily zeroing in on the form, not trying to necessarily nail down what is going to come next, but rather, how do I want to participate in it? 
if indeed our soul is engaged in some way to not only evolve, but also to bring something to other souls to to somehow empower the planet, how would I go about finding that? What that is? What does that look like? And naturally, you know me, there's a joke involved to start us out. (laughs) So four people are sitting around a table discussing the purpose of life itself. The first one asks the others, now if tomorrow, if all of your loved ones found themselves at your memorial, What would you want them to say about you? How would you want them to talk about your life? Well, the first one says, I hope they would say that I was a good father and a loving husband. That would be a very fitting purpose to my life. The next one says, I would want them to say I was not only successful, but kind and generous as well. I think that would be part of my purpose. But the last one says, well, I'd want them to say, wait just a minute, look there, he's still moving. (laughs) And so where I'd like to start, yeah, I know, I'm sorry. I, I I do sometimes just have to apologize for my jokes, and yet I keep telling them, you'd think I'd learn by now. But I think what's interesting about the joke is it seemed to focus on the doingness of life. Am I a good father? Am I a good husband? Was I a good philanthropist? Was I a good giver as well as a good receiver? And all of those are what I think of doingnesses. And uh, and there's nothing wrong, of course, with doing good things. There's nothing wrong with participating in the world that's altruistic. Of course, it's it's what I am and what I do. But I would question you Is some of that authentically you, or is it just what you've been told to do and to be? You know, we have some pretty arbitrary rules about what constitute a good father or a good husband or, or, or what it is to be in society, right? It, for those of you who have traveled the world a bit, you know that Americans have some very peculiar ideas of what family should be like and what religion should be like. We Americans or, or any particular culture will have ideas in it about what is correct and proper and what it is to be a, a, a solid citizen. And I would ask, is that really your soul's purpose? See, I I think that is the human form putting some priorities on us that may or may not match up really well with who we are authentically. So if we're beginning to look at how do I want to show up in the world, I think one of the first things we have to do is separate out some of the things that we were told we should be. Many of us as children were launched towards some particular goal, right? I I still remember my mom thinking I was going to be a lawyer. Well, I I mean, as soon as I found out what a lawyer was, I was pretty clear it wasn't that wasn't that wasn't what I was going to do, right? And And I think a lot of times our parents have expectations on us. When we get into school, sometimes the things that we excel at, suddenly we're guided ever further into that depth, right? And I don't know that that is always right either, unless it's something that we really enjoy or something that calls to our heart. And I think that is one of the measures of you finding out what is authentically you. I do not think that God would call us to something 
that was unpleasant for us. So no matter how good you are at something, if you don't enjoy it, I think that's a real clear message. You know, that isn't my soul's purpose. I may be good at it. I might be good at math. I might be good at whatever it is. And that might indeed be something you want to pursue as a career. But I don't think we need to look at our jobs. I don't think we need to look at our careers. I don't think we need to look at what we do well to represent what we be well. Now, sometimes they go together. And that's lovely when it happens. And I would, if anyone wanted advice, you know, career advice from a minister, I don't know how, 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 how much you should pay attention. But, but I would say if your career aligns with your values, if your career makes you happy, if the things that you do on the planet enliven you and bring a smile to your face more often or not, and you look forward to getting up in the morning and doing them, I would guess that is absolutely tied into your life's purpose. So that is always a uh, that's always a good measurement stick does my heart feel connected to this is it something that i enjoy doing is it something that i look forward to but i think there's some other clues here that we can use to move forward rather than just weeding out the things that don't fit one of the ways i think that it is kind of clever pointed out in the book is it's okay to start with the doingness what is it that I do? But then back it up into the beingness. Because ultimately, I think our soul's purpose is to be something in the world, not necessarily to do something in the world. So let me explain just a little bit about that. I know it's, you know, kind of crazy semantical, but, but what we do, of course, is going to change from moment to moment. But what we be, what we are, what we represent, that's the thing that can go on even from one lifetime to the next. And one way of thinking about it is what do you value or what do you represent? So, for instance, for me, I like to think that I represent spirituality and let me explain a little more because you know you're tempted to say well of course you are Larry you're a minister I would hope that you represent spirituality but not necessarily in this form of doing this I mean I'm grateful to be here I think I might be one of those people who loves what they do and it is in really good alignment with their life's purpose my doing this and my beingness has a good deal of congruity I think but I will tell you, I'm going to retire in a couple years, right? Does that mean I'm not about spirituality anymore? Do you see the difference between beingness and doingness? I'm going to be a minister all of my days. It, it may not be the doingness of being here on Sunday, or I might be sitting in the back row on Sunday instead because I do kind of love this place and, and would gratefully be here even with another senior minister on the platform, absolutely. But think about it for a minute. How often do you identify more with what you do than who you are? Do you find yourself labeling yourself or defining yourself by some of your doingness? What happens when the doingness goes away? What happens if you lose the job? What happens when your kids grow older and leave high school and move out of the house? Suddenly, who are you, right? 
Who am I if I'm not a mom? Who am I if I'm not a husband? Who am I if I'm not a, you know, fill in the blank around what your career or your job is? It can cause great distress because people don't know what their purpose is. They only know what it is that they do. So I have a plan for today, and I hope you're willing to have a little bit of fun with me. And I'm going to use Sean as my first example. Oh, you know I was already asked you to. <laughs> Don't pretend. Uh, but, but I think we can play a little game of Stump the Metaphysician. Because I think it's actually not that hard to figure out what someone's life purpose is. And I want to put it to test first with Sean, but I'd also like to think that maybe there'd be another volunteer, someone that I don't know all that well. So be thinking, if you're someone that I don't know all that well and are willing to just answer a few questions, let's see if you can stomp the, the metaphysician, all right? But let's go with someone. Let's break this in and give me some confidence with someone that I know a little bit. So, um, yeah. oh, Sean, you're so funny. Uh, so, so let, I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. Sure. All right. So, so first of all, Tell me a couple things that you really enjoy doing. So let's start with the doingness. What are some things that he really enjoys doing? Well, I love spiritual practice and studying the world's spiritual traditions and kind of, it's like a buffet. I just want to eat all of it. Okay. All right. So that's, what, what else do you enjoy doing? I love music. Uh, you know, my, I'm making a lot of music. I, I love listening to music, going out to hear music. I just, the harmony and the upliftment. I really enjoy. Okay. Anything else you want to throw Laughter. in? Laughter. I love comedy. Um, I've been working on a comedy routine. You know. oh, oh, sweet. This is not the space for that. Maybe but, I know. don't know him that well. Uh, How fun. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I love laughter. I've always just loved doing stories and humor and just, just in the moment finding ways to, to bring joy to any situation. Okay. So, so there are three of the doingnesses that call to Sean. Now let's see if we can turn those into beingnesses. So what of those things, what is it about them that delights you? What, what about music? What about spiritual practice? What about comedy and, and laughter? What is it about those that, that light you up? Just this feeling of upliftment for myself or for others of just raising consciousness, raising energy, going to that that higher state where where everything is okay, even if down here it's not okay, maybe maybe up here it's, it's it is okay. All right, I think you just stated your life's purpose, your soul's journey to be okay. Uh, well, actually, actually, to raise up, oh. to be okay. Uh huh. Yeah, and, and and of course, when you think about this, our soul's journey, it may start with us. But it's for everyone. So as Sean does his spiritual practice, as he uh, has laughter, as he does what he does, he's raising himself up. But his mission is also to raise the planet up. And so that's how you can go from a doingness, here are the things you like to do, to the beingness. It's like, well, what's the effect of this? What, you know, what, what is it about these activities that jazz you up? Makes sense? Did, do you that, think? That actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> the, the, would you say that's your spiritual purpose? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Do, do I have, okay. So now I have to admit, 
without answering those questions. I might have come up with that first on, so, so, you know, no, no great mystery there. But is there uh, someone else that maybe I don't know as well, and we can give it a try? Anyone else maybe not sure what your soul's purpose is uh, that would like to answer just a couple questions? Oh my gosh, we're painfully shy today. <laughs> I do know people's names, uh, but that would be mean. I'm not going to do that. Are, are you willing, sir? Oh, all right, all right. So it's great to see you. Let's tell everybody what your name is, and I'll ask just a few questions. I'm Brad Parks. Thank you, Brad. And so name just maybe two or three things that you really enjoy doing. Let's start with the doingnesses. I enjoy music, concerts. Um, I enjoy spending time with my wife. We like to drive around, you know. And, oh, I enjoy eating good food. Okay, all right. So, so I think those are perfect answers. And let's ask then, what is it about these activities that you enjoy so much? What is it about driving around and enjoying your wife that is so, so pleasant? And what is it about eating that, uh, that's exciting or pleasurable to you? What, what about those doing this is bring the spark of life to them? It's a great question. Um, I don't have any other words other than the fact that I enjoy them. I don't okay. Know. There's probably more going on, but... I don't know that we need to go too far beyond that. Joy? Th think about this for a minute. Is there a higher spiritual calling than to bring joy to yourself and the people around you? I hope not. <laughs> could, it, could, it, could it be that simple? I mean, I mean, really, sometimes we imagine that our soul's purpose has to be a very complicated thing. I have to be Mother Teresa and heal the masses in India or something, right? And don't get me wrong, that was a lovely soul's journey that she had and still has in whatever she's doing next. Absolutely. What a treasured person on the planet. But it doesn't have to be complicated. It can simply be to bring joy to myself and the planet. Thank you. Does that seem like it fits? Yes, definitely. All right, all right, thank you, thank you. I think we need to be better at risk-taking around here too, just an observation. I promise no harm will ever come to anyone in my sanctuary, but I, I do kind of like participating this way, and, and so I, I hope we'll have some more brave people, because I think we're going to do a little bit more of this work as this month unfolds. A lot of times we think that our purpose is mysterious or complicated. I don't think it needs to be. And I think once we have an idea of what it is, what we really are called here to do by our own soul, not, not in some kismet way, there's no one, you know, with the puppet strings dictating what we are to be. It's our own soul that is trying to express itself in an amazing way. And when, when we understand that, when we have a better idea of it, it does a few things. And, and I want to talk about them for a minute. When you understand why you're here, suddenly it doesn't matter what the form is anyway. So, so for me, as an example, I have known ministers that when they did retire, felt lost. They had lost sight of what ministry was about and were thinking it was 
being in the pulpit. They were thinking it was ministering to the congregation, and they lost sight of the idea. No, 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 that's the doingness. The beingness is love and healing. And I can do love and healing no matter where I am, no matter how I'm dressed, right? Also, we just discovered someone who's, I think their sole purpose is around joy. Does it mean that they have to be in the field of entertainment or no, it's like no matter where you are, I'm sorry, I'll stop picking on you shortly, I promise. But no matter where he is, and no matter what he's doing, his life purpose can be fully expressed. And so I think we're going to have a little fun with that this month. And it really frees you even to make day-to-day and hour-to-hour choices. So because I know that my life's purpose is love, and healing, I can answer questions like, should I embark upon doing this? Can I easily express love in it? Can I help heal myself in the planet while I'm doing it? If the answer is yes, I'm going to have a good time. (laughs) And if the answer is no, it's like, "Mm, uh, mm, uh, maybe I'll do it anyway, right? There's some things you just got to do and and you smile and kind of take it on the chin a little bit. That's okay. But oh my gosh, when I know why I'm here, when I know who I am to be, It makes all the difference in the world. So what have we talked about today? We've talked about what our soul is. It's that thing that persists through time and even through lifetimes. You don't have to believe in reincarnation, but if you believe that there's something that happens after, and if you believe that there was something that happened before, your soul's journey encompasses all of that, well beyond just the human existence here. There is actually a soul's purpose. We also asked about what our soul is. Who are we beyond what other people say? Remember, it is easy to get fooled by what people want us to be. Uh, have you thought about the effect that Madison Avenue, the advertising community, even has on who we think we're supposed to be? You know, all the TV shows where what the perfect family is supposed to look like and how people are supposed to be dressed if they want to be successful and on and on and on. Is that your soul's purpose? No, but we can get confused by that. We can get confused and shamed even by that. And when we are feeling shame, there's no way we can be authentically who we are. And that is the nature of our soul's purpose, to authentically be us. It isn't about being something that we're not. It's about evermore being exactly who we are. Have you thought about that, that your job is to simply become better and better and better at being you? I bet no one has ever said that to you. And yet that is the essence of this work because your soul's purpose is there as part of and an effect of who you are. And so really a spiritual evolution is no more than you becoming more and more essentially you. We also talked about the idea of our soul purpose as being a beingness more than a doingness. We can examine it by looking at what we enjoy doing and what we're good at doing, but behind that doing 
is the being. What am I here to represent on God's behalf? What quality of God, what spiritual principle, what uh, ineffable essence am I to bring to the world? And I can almost guarantee you it will bring you joy when you're in the midst of it, no matter what the physical doingness that goes with it is, you will feel the joy of pure spirit moving through you as you accomplish in small little ways what your life's purpose is to do. And then finally, we talked about the path to understanding. Start with doing, ask yourself some questions about your doingness, and then behind that doingness, who am I? What do I stand for? How do I feel about this stuff that I'm doing? And, and what's the essence of it? What's the, if you want to say, the metaphysical meaning behind it? And I encourage you, of course, to play stump the metaphysician in your own life. You can play it with yourself. All right, so homework, you knew there'd be homework. Here's the homework. Start thinking about what brings you joy. Think about the first couple questions that I asked our, our two uh, willing volunteers. What is it that you like to do? What is it that you feel called to do? What brings you happiness when you're in the midst of doing it? And so, so your homework this week is to write down a few of the things. And it's okay that we stick with the doingness for now. Next week, we're going to talk more about the beingness. So the homework this week, just to jot down a few things that you're aware bring you joy, represent your values, you feel excited when you're doing them. Have you ever heard the phrase being in the zone? It's another way of looking at it. Very often when you are in the zone, you are doing part of your life's purpose. And, and time goes by like that and, and energy seems to come to you rather than being deleted from you. It's another good clue when you're doing your life's purpose. You can spend four or five hours doing it and you feel like you have more energy when you finish. And other activities, right? You spend 10 minutes doing them and it feels like you've spent eight hours, right? Not your soul's journey probably. Probably not. All right. So that's your homework. Three or four things that bring you joy, that feel like you're on track, that makes you feel like you're in the zone. I'm going to close with a quote from the book and a prayer. This is how he finishes this particular chapter. He says, To be who we are, to have all that is within us, and to fully express our divine heritage, that is our purpose for living and the destination of our soul's journey. Spiritual growth is the process of fulfilling this purpose. And as you answer your call of purpose, you will become its answer. Your journey to the ultimate destination is not one of getting there from here. Instead, it is one of returning here from there. Our spiritual development is not in some distant future, and the fulfillment of our purpose is nowhere to be found but here in this present moment. Let us pray. There is one power. One presence, one life, one goodness. Only this one thing. I call it God. It goes, of course, by any number of names. There is God and only God.
And what I know is it's true for me. I know that that God is working through me on a day-to-day basis to express my soul's journey, my purpose for being here. And as it is true for me, it is true for everyone. Each of us has that innate call to be, to authentically be ourselves in ways that bring delight and joy and peace and love and abundance, not only to ourselves, but this grand thing we call life. I'm grateful for this. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. So happy to have you here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.